0: Steve. Ah, my performance anxiety. Gregor. Oh my god. And Greg.
1: Welcome to Maximum Collective. Spool up nineteen. Team Ninja, with special guest Doug Gasser Darby. Go ahead, say hi,
2: Doug. Hi, Doug.
1: Uh, Gregor Absolute McGrath
3: Good evening
1: Greg, a big raw Ringley Big raw (laughs) Steve partied a little too hard at Helix O'Connor and uh, we're going to have a special edition, this is I think our third recording this month, we've uh, really been going to town on these things
0: We've been out of control But uh,
1: This one's all about fun flies as you can tell And uh, so we're going to go over those really quick. This will be out before uh, Jordan has his event. So we got helis over California at Peg Field in Sanger, California, September 8th through the 10th. September 5th through the 17th, my man, Adam, is having the Mile High Heli Showdown in Denver, Colorado. September 21st through the 24th is the Race City Rotor Fest in Statesville, North Carolina. September 28th through October 1st is the Central Valley Heli Fest in Lincoln, California. And Gregor will be there, and Not the Oldest will be there, and I will be there. And then we also have, so that's on the West Coast, on the East Coast the same weekend, September 28th through October 1st is the Heli Mowdown in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And then September 29th through October 1st is the Heli Throwdown. At least I think it is. I have information on it, but uh I think that might be a misprint. And then September thirtieth through October first. Um I believe uh KC helicopter jamboree is going on on Longview Lake, Missouri, and that is uh KC uh why am I drawing a bank? KC three D is the one putting that one on. Oh Keith oh, Williams. Did. Yeah. Yeah, Keith Williams. There you go. Oh yeah, totally him on the show. blanking on there. Yep. Yep. So without further ado, let's let's touch base with Doug. Like, uh, Doug, I know who you are, but for the audience, how long you've been flying? What do you do? And what's your uh, I know your claim to fame is gassers. I which I actually got to try out last time I was at Kent's, which they fly fantastic. uh, And apparently you're not supposed to fly all the gas out of them. So I was in a loop <laughs> when it died, and apparently I yeah. autoed it right down. The thing was so it was just like auto and a nitro. It was so light. They can be.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. My history is pretty simple. I was uh, I ran RC cars competitively on road eight scale for probably about eight or nine years, and finally got fed up with the racing part of it, where all we did was compete with each other. So in 2006, I gave that up altogether and uh, wanted to start. I actually went into a hobby store where we were having an RC car race, and they were flying around a little uh, CX-2, E-Flight CX-2 around the hobby store. And I told the guy, I said, man, if I could fly one of those suckers, I'd buy one. And he said, oh, here, try it, try it, try it. So the next thing you know, I'm buzzing around the store, mashing into stuff. Anyway, came home, looked up arrow hobbies over in Louisville. Went over there. He sold me one, and it was kind of the gateway drug. And here I sit, three or four hundred thousand dollars later. <laughs>
0: yeah, I shouldn't be saying that, Doug, no because that gets the wives mad at us when they think the rest was yeah, the same.
2: I know, right. I know. But anyway, it's been. Uh, I was blessed with the fact that we had a really, really high-end heli store like 30 miles from where I lived. And I literally hung out over there three days a week and ended up working over there on Wednesdays. And it was just great. And uh, unfortunately the internet did that story in as much as Andy tried to make sure he was competitive with everything out there. The internet kind of did him in and drones, the drones kind of took over and the drone racing guys. They have a tendency to just like to buy a lot of stuff online. Anyway, long story short, that's how I got here, and the gasser thing started at his shop again. I I was reading the gas uh, the gasser forum on HeliFreak. For some reason, I just kept reading on HeliFreak about these gassers and didn't know anything about it. Walked into Andy's one day and I said, "Hey, I said, have you ever put together a gasser? You ever do that?" And he, Eyes got real big and he says, have I got a deal for you? And he runs into the back <laughs> shop and comes out with a brand new freaking century predator condor that he had just finished building. I mean, this thing is, and he was building it for another customer. And the other customer had paid him like three or $400 to get started. And then the other customer disappeared and never to be seen again. So Andy's sitting on this bird, and he had quite a bit invested, but he literally sold it to me for what he needed to get out of it, and uh, the rest is history. That was in about 2008, I think, or nine, and for some reason, it's just intrigued me from that point on. So anyway, so that's where the was came cool. from, and I really enjoy it, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So that's my history.
1: Well, that's awesome, and I know you travel to a lot of events, I mean, from the west coast through the east coast and i think what you're out of texas right
2: so yeah we're, we're north of dallas and i really started into that uh, a little bit before i retired in 2009 and 10 went to a couple events and then after i retired in late 2010 and 2011 um, my wife really enjoys going along and uh so we went to event We started off a couple events a year, and then we went to a couple more, and the next thing you know, it's kind of what we like to do. And we hit uh, (laughs) anywhere from six to ten events a year, depending on how things go. And like you say, from the West Coast, we, we go to try to get to the West Coast at least once a year, and then we're out in Phoenix area once a year for sure. And we get to Virginia once or twice a year. And we've been to uh, New York a couple of times. And we've been uh, to Kansas City. We've been up there. Um, yeah, been a lot of places in between. And you end up with uh, Bended through. There's a couple of fun flies here every year in Texas that i managed to hit. One over in Abilene, which is, isn't on your schedule. And it's coming up next week. And Chopper Madness in Abilene. And then we have the Apache Pass event in April that's really a fun event. So, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of fun doing it. We take our time. When you're retired, you don't have to worry about getting out there and slogging out on the roads and, you know, putting in 600 miles a day. I mean, we do anywhere from four to 550 miles a day. That's one tank of fuel in the freightliner. Pull into the truck stop before we stop for the night put in $300 worth <laughs>
3: and uh, <laughs> stop
2: for the night. We're good to go the next morning. And we, like I say, it'll get us 500, 550 miles as, as much as my butt will handle in a day's time. So
1: a lot of driving that really. anyway,
2: but it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's just, we have the whole family with us. We've got our two dogs with us. So if something happens and the weather doesn't look good and we decide we don't want to come home that day, well, we don't come home that day. We go someplace else and, wait out the weather or we'll stay two more days we did that coming back from uh urchin this year we were on our way home and we'd uh, of course it's been 105 to 110 in texas all freaking summer long i don't know why but anyway we were on our way home and we were not looking forward to getting back to 106 degrees so we said hey let's stay at this campground it's up here in illinois let's stay here a couple more days so we did we pulled in there we did some laundry we sat around and drank all of our booze i was completely out of gin i was completely out of vodka and we ate <laughs> ate, ate out of the freezer until we were down low on food and then we said well guess we better go home yes we gotta go home <laughs> and replenish huh
3: yeah <laughs> so it it's,
2: it's really nice when you're retired it's really nice
3: that's awesome. So backing up real quick, you 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 brought up Abilene. Now is that who who's running that event now? Because that's a very dear to my heart uh event. Um
2: right? the same Robert and uh Luis and
3: uh Is that um, Robert Abels?
2: No, no, Robert Abels goes. Uh uh-huh. Robert begins with a K Krakenfell, I think. Krakenfells, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. And uh, his buddy, Luis or Louis Marvell, I think. I can't recall right off the top oh, of my... Okay. But anyway, they've run the event for years. And uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, we had we had uh, one year, I know that Mikado came out and brought three or four pilots with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we had a good time uh, that year. I remember I was there that year. That was my first year there, I think. And never- we've
3: got a... Did they ever did they ever dress you up like a clown?
2: Not that I can
3: Oh, just checking. I
2: feel like there's a story here, Gregor.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> but anyway.
0: Uh,
3: yeah, well that's awesome. They they used to have a there was a guy named Dario Hernandez, and I know he worked at uh, one of the naval bases nearby there and uh Air the, Force uh, Base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Air Force Base, Air Force, yeah. They got a big uh, air base there. I gotcha gotcha yeah and uh he had uh given me a, a a jet that the instructors they put on these wooden poles and they do their you know their little
2: teachings awesome.
3: with it and uh give that to me as a gift but yeah they ended up uh, dressing me up like a clown when i got there and <laughs> and uh wanted to tell the kids hey we're gonna teach this clown how to fly a helicopter and I think this may have come up in our podcast before and the yep. guys d- dug it up on YouTube yeah but uh, very 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 you know dear to my heart we had a good time and uh, quick story the his wife woke us up one morning and she's like her voice I'll never forget it morning y'all I brought y'all some breakfast right and so <laughs> I'm like oh good morning and and she goes on I, I know y'all like that microwave stuff in California but the store was closed so i had to go home and make y'all breakfast burritos i'm sorry and she's like apologizing all over the place that she had to make homemade burri- breakfast burritos and not that microwave stuff and not, oh let me tell you that was that was funny but anyway good times man good times
2: yeah it, it is it is they and i last year was an example um we had a whole car full of uh of air force uh recruits show up at the fun fly to watch nice
3: nice and
2: ben went out and put on a little demonstration for them and of course they're all just eyes as big as dinner plates and uh they said well how long are you going to be here and we said well we'll be here all weekend well two of the guys came out and hung out the whole weekend they were there for the night fly they were there all day on saturday they were there for the night fly saturday night so they really really had a good time
3: Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome.
2: Yep.
0: So, All right. we've got this event coming up that we want to jump on and talk about tonight real quick. Can you tell us a little about that one there, Doug?
2: Yeah, I will. Um, it's the uh, Fredericksburg RC Clubs. typical. Typically, they have what's called the Heli Mow Down every fall. They do the spring fling in the spring, and they do the Heli Mow Down in the fall. And it's a little bit of an unusual situation at this point in time. Um, most of you, I would think have heard the story. If you're on any of the websites, the helicopter websites now, but, uh, basically one of the club principals and one of the CDs of their events out there, his name is Joe Reyes. I met Joe about nine years ago when I started going out there, uh, I went out to a mowdown was the first one I went to in, uh, uh it was unbelievable joe kind of took me under his wing and said okay you know took me to dinner with them when they went to dinner and i didn't know anybody i absolutely and i was by myself nadine had to fly we'd gone to the heli extravaganza the weekend before and then the modown was the weekend after that which was perfect and but she had to fly home for something so she flew home and i went on to the heli modown and didn't know a soul there But Joe kind of took me under his wing and took me everywhere and introduced me to everybody in the club and the whole thing and Casey. And anyway, kind of started my relationship with the organization. But anyway, Joe Reyes had at the time had a young son that was probably 12, 13 years old when I first met him, Travis. And uh, Travis pretty much grew up following dad around to the fun flies and flying helicopters. And as most young men do with the reactions he has he turned into being a really really good pilot he was uh he was best friends with justin cook and uh chris diamante and the three of them were like the three amigos running around the field you never saw one that you didn't see all three of them. always in some sort of trouble but having a good time great kids and anyway so we watch i watched travis grow up over the years because we were out there twice a year and play he played lacrosse in high school excellent lacrosse player um worked with his dad doing the uh, ninja raps that's where team ninja comes from doing the ninja raps they started their little company and uh you know made raps for they kind of the, they're the ones that really started that whole program but anyway, towards the end of uh, Travis's high school career, he was trying to think what he wanted to do in the future, and his dad and I had, had a lot of discussions. And anyway, his dad sent me to sit him to talk to me because he was—he told his dad he wanted to enroll him that he wanted to enlist in the Marines. And so I was talking. We talked to Travis about it, and you know, it's great opportunity for any young person to see the world. And so anyway, Travis. Uh, enlisted in the Marines and um, long story short, two years later, he is, he is assigned to um, Marine base Hawaii in Hawaii. And he's with the, one of the Marines V 22 Osprey divisions and he is mechanic and uh, just amazing job, amazing skills to be able to work on the most Complica- one of the most complicated airplanes in the world today, but anyway, um, so he's been out there for a year or so. Um, the his division recently, early August, mid August, was deployed to Australia for a joint forces training mission in the north of Australia, north of Darwin, and uh, which is the very north tip of Australia. And unfortunately, on one of their training missions, the V-22 Osprey that he was on uh, went down. And it had uh, four crew members and 19 Marines ground troops in it. And uh, of the four crew members, Travis was the only survivor of the crash. Travis is in critical condition in a hospital in Melbourne today as we speak. Um, Joe and his wife flew out there early last about a week ago. Now took him 24 hours to get to, to, uh, Melbourne. Um, Travis's injuries are extensive. Um, he lost a lung. He lost his spleen, liver issues, uh, cracked vertebrae. Um, very extensive. That's why he's in critical condition and, uh, anyway we've been all on pins and needles waiting to for any good signs anything that might be a positive sign um, and it appears like we're seeing a few signs they've got him heavily sedated um, as they watch brain function and other things which seem to be coming around but anyway we heard from Joe a couple of days ago and got a report we've been we've been too nervous to even ask Joe what was going on because we knew he was too consumed with his son. And uh, here you've got a situation where mom and dad walked out of their jobs and got on an airplane and flew 32 hours to get to Australia, not knowing what they were going to find. And they're just spending night and day in uh, the hospital with Travis. And uh, finally yesterday, Um, Joe put a post up on several of the forums and kind of explained what was going on. Most of, most of the inner circle knew. We're all to the point where we know the recovery is going to be long and arduous for Travis. We're all confident. He's a strong boy. He's a strong boy and he'll, he'll get through this. We just know it. we believe it, but the recovery is going to be arduous. It's going to be long um, his club was feeling the same way the rest of us were like, oh my God, what can we do? What can we do? So the club made the decision that they were going to dedicate the fall heli mo down coming up in three weeks to Travis. And what they decided they would do is they were going to, de- they were going to, uh, take 100% of the profits from the event. And which are significant. I mean, literally the only expenses they have is a few dollars for the food that they put on the, the meal they do on Saturday night. But anyway, they're going to make all the profits from the event, including the raffle and donations for raffle tickets and many other donations. And they're going to give it to Travis and the family to get them started on some cash for their recovery. I mean, none, none of us know the work situation with Joe and his wife, none of us know, you know, what their financial situation is. We just do know they need help and they're going to need help for a long time. So Joe was actually slated to be the contest director for that event. And of course he can't do that. So the uh, club put together a a committee, basically Casey and, Robert Monty and and they asked me to help them. And I said, absolutely, I will help you. Joe Cashwell, um, there's about four of us working on it. And uh, so we've been scrambling night and day trying to figure out ways to make money off of that. I've contacted virtually every pro pilot that I know and begged them and their sponsors to come to the event to get better attendance because the more pros are there we generally have better attendance to watch them and i think we'll have a great turnout um the sponsors that we normally see the mainly the all of the principals that i've talked to from uh i don't want to leave anybody out but from heli direct and and uh i'm drawing a blank now but i sent it out to like oh bk hobbies bert and uh sam and uh Raw with XL Power, Brian and Gorgon with uh, Mikado, and I'm um, the A Main guys. Uh, they've all been very responsive. They've all said, "We'll we'll be there for you for the event. We'll we'll donate. Will you tell us what you need, and we'll help you with the event." So we're very confident in that. That sounds really good. Um, today we just finally got the uh, Joe and and Casey finally got the uh, poster for the event done and the Facebook page updated. You've probably seen that. Many of us have been sharing that around to every possible website we can get. The response has been good. I've seen so many guys that have shared that to their pages and other pages that they're on. And I'm sure I've seen Steve do that already, and I'm sure I'll get Greg and Gregor doing the same thing. But uh, with that being said, one, one guy made a comment, I think it was Gator down in Florida, and he made a comment that I had, even, you know, everybody wants to help and everybody wants to know how do we donate? What do we do? We have not started any sort of a GoFundMe yet because we wanted to make sure we knew what the requirements were. We wanted to know how the family felt about it. We don't want to do anything that the family's not up to speed on and comfortable with. So we've held off on that. But in terms of fundraising, there is an excellent way you can do it. If you, if we, we encourage you all to come to the event, I know that a lot of you guys can't, um, I have to be very honest. I mean, Nadine and I had travel plans. We were coming to the, to Gregor's event out in California. That was our plan. And we've been planning that for months. And when this came up, those plans had to change.
3: Um, Absolutely.
2: But anyway, if you can't make it to the event, you can you can have an, an impact on how effective the event is at fundraising. All you have to do is go on to their link and pre-register for the event, pay your $40 pre-registration, and 100% of that money will go towards the family and Travis um, because you'll, you'll pay your registration and there won't be any food required or anything like that required. So, I mean, Just it's a good a note way to- that. M- yeah, it's right. a great way to make a donation. I've been trying to hit everybody that posts the, the website. I've been trying to make that comment on, find them and make that comment. And uh, it just had slipped my mind, but it's such a perfect way to do it. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, <laughs> Nadine heard about it and she went on and she registered for the event because that's how she wanted to make her donation. So, anyway. Um, well, that
1: sounds like a great way to do it. I just, after just hanging out with the East Coast guys at HeliX, uh, which was a f- fabulous time and Ray did an awesome job. Cliff did an awesome job. Um Jay did an awesome job. All the rest of everybody did an awesome job and just a great bunch of guys. So like, what a way to come together on the East Coast and to sit here and have this. And even if you can't make it, uh, I was already going to sign up and do exactly that. I would just say, yeah. add a note in there. Hey, I can't make it, but I want to donate to this cause um, right. and just come together for it. Right. I mean, 40 bucks. I, I think we can afford that. Yeah, and
2: and we've, uh, you know, I've talked to Jay already this morning, and he absolutely jumped all over it and said, absolutely, I'll do everything I can to promote it through RCHO, which I knew would be the case. I mean, I have yet to find anybody that doesn't want to help, and it's just just a quick, easy way you can help by just saying, okay, well, I'll just register for this event. I'm not going to make it, so I know they're going to get my $40.
1: I think you should take donations on the unicorn suit.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mm. well, uh, we know we're gonna. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have an experienced unicorn there. I think Bert Kemmer's is going to be there, and I've, you know, I've heard stories. That, that could uh, be fun. Did, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Bert did a pretty good job. I, I've always thought he was a horny old bastard, but uh, I guess he proved it. Hell yeah! I,
1: not- I didn't walk over to that group except for that one time, and I swear <laughs> to God, he was in there, um, and his wife was in it, and uh, Jay was walking around his boxers. Gave everybody a show, trying to sneak around. It looks like a beautiful field. I mean, food, restrooms. They got showers, RV hookups.
2: Yeah, and the fine uh, shower kills, house, the, the shower house and the restrooms are all air conditioned. Um, so it's even a little bit better than Triple Tree from that standpoint. You never have to worry about sweating while you're taking a shower or taking a taking a bathroom break. Um, It's a beautiful facility, beautiful, beautiful. They have a morning field on one side with the sun at your back. They have an afternoon field on the other side with the sun at your back. And then in the night, we go over to the other side, back to the morning field where the permanent lights are. They crank the lights up at, I don't know, seven o'clock at night. And those lights run till seven o'clock in the morning. People are flying. (laughs)
3: I've done that. (laughs) Yep, yep. Definitely. uh,
2: yeah, it's just, they've got a, the club has a really great outdoor kitchen there. Um, they're cooking breakfast every morning from seven o'clock to nine o'clock. Um, they cook lunch every day from 1030 or 11 till one or two. And it's all reasonable. I mean, you can buy a hot dog or a hamburger and French fries and they, they make French fries right on site. They've got French fryers and the whole work. So they're all fresh and it's like uh, five, $6 for a hamburger and French fries and a soda. And uh, breakfast is usually five bucks, something like that, for eggs and English muffin and hash browns and sausage and bacon. I mean, it's just crazy, and and the whole club is literally cooking from six in the morning to uh, the time they're done, and then uh, they do a nice pilots dinner on Saturday night. Sometimes on Friday night, they'll cater something in if the pilots want to for a reasonable price. Um, but yeah, it's just. It's just, there's, you just have no wants there. Anything you run into that you don't have, that you need, you just simply talk to one of Casey or Sal or one of the club members and they take care of it. They take care of it End of subject.
3: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful club, wonderful place to go. And you, you, you'll find out really quick why most of us that go there have it on our gotta go back schedule. I mean, it's just, the people are just amazing, but anyway, we're, the whole purpose is to do what we can to raise as much money as we possibly can for Travis and his family for the recovery. And uh, cause we know it's going to be, you know, I know them, I know the Marine Corps is going to take care of a lot of it. And, but there's just so many incidentals and so much time that Joe and his wife are missing work. And, you know, it's just, we'd like to remove those unknowns for them. So they, so they don't have to worry about that. And this, we can do that with this fun fly. I mean, there's, I just was looking at the math today the the, uh, heli hangout alone, I think has over 6,000 members. Okay. Right. Uh So if we could get, if we could get, this doesn't seem like much, but it's a big number. If we could get a thousand people to say, yeah, I want to support this. I want to help this. You know, that's like 20% of the 10 people. If they just go on there and register do the math, a thousand times 40, that's a lot of money that would really set them on, on a good footing to get started in this whole process. And I've already talked to AMA. I am beating down the doors on AMA, trying to get them to make a cash donation. Um, I, I contacted Urcha, thinking maybe they'd want to help out too, but they're, pretty well broke at this point in time (laughs) with all the restructuring going on, there's nothing going to come out of there. So not that they don't wish they could, but anyway, so um, that's why we're doing the event. And that's honestly, I appreciate you guys putting this show together on short short notice so that we can get that story out there and uh, maybe somebody else will say, let's do it.
1: We're always Absolutely. happy to helping get this get the fun flies out there. And then this is such for such a great cause. And with me recently moving here, that's an hour and a half away from my house. I feel so
3: bad for not making it. I know. I feel the same way. I'm like, can't we postpone our event? And you know, it's <laughs> it's when uh I'm not the one who set the dates, but uh I wasn't paying enough attention because I'm like, you know, that's it's really a difficult situation because you know. I mean the the mowdown's a, a staple, you know what I mean. So it'll be definitely something that we're gonna I'm gonna make conscious conscious to the uh, the director of this our event, you know. So we don't we don't lay over on it, but at the same time, I'm sitting here going, okay, how can I how can I postpone our event because I want to go to this, you know? It's and, right. uh, and it's usually yeah. not a
2: big it's usually not a big deal because you've it's you know you've got an East Coast crowd, you got a West Coast crowd, and there's yeah you know there's not a lot of people that do both yeah you have some there are some myself included we like to do both but right. uh, it's still it's generally not a horrific conflict but um i just and honestly i feel bad about pushing so hard to get people to come to this event when i know that you guys have a great event going on out there too yeah and uh i you don't want to support
1: both though i mean yeah, body absolutely. Body sure or you can choose to go if you're on the east coast go here and yeah yep
2: yep absolutely and you can support the other the other event uh, the west coast event easily you can register for that one too and not show up and they'll have a little extra money
3: <laughs> well yep. that that's not something we need to worry about i i would prefer you know if they're going to donate you know donate to the mow down and 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 let's you know let's make this amazing for for the Reyes family you know and and
2: uh, I agree it's Im- it's you.
3: important yeah it's very important
2: yeah we don't we don't run across we don't have this opportunity to change have an effect on somebody's lives very often and this is this is one where we do have that possibility and I yeah. you know here here you got a 21 year old boy that elected to serve his country and two years in he's laying in a hospital in Melbourne and we don't know what the situation's going to be. So yeah. Yeah. that's what the, Just,
0: this community does. This community rises up and
2: help each other out when we're in need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly There's no right. doubt about it. No doubt about yeah. it. And I, like I say, I appreciate you guys putting this together on short notice so we can do that.
3: Absolutely. It's important yep. to Definitely. us. Definitely. Awesome. Do
1: we want to chat about like, uh, you know, being this around fun fly. So we want to chat about uh, how do you prep for a fun fly and, you know what questions do you ask when you go to a fun fly what, what what is your what distances do you travel where do you consider going and how how far in advance do you need any uh, notice is it are you an on the whim person or do you uh, do you just do you plan everything
0: out I'm, I'm definitely a planner
1: so uh, well, part yeah, of I mean
0: traveling to a fun fly you have to do some planning so the question comes down to people that hasn't gone to a fun fly. They may not sure what sort of things to be thinking about and how to prepare. And maybe we take a few moments that if you're going to pay the entry fee and you're going to travel to this fun fly and join them, how do we help get you there? Walk people to some ideas, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll use an example. I've got plans. I'm going to the Lincoln fun fly and I'm flying. So how do I get my batteries there? You just don't throw them on your backpack and walk onto an airplane. So, you know, one of the things I do is I actually ship them to someone there. UPS, throw them in a box and send them out. It takes three or four days to get there. Are
1: people having problems with the batteries?
0: I've always just thrown them on my backpack and walked on the plane. But technically, isn't there a watt-hour capacity? Yep.
2: There definitely is a watt-hour capacity. And as long as you have the correct labels on your batteries, they'll meet that watt-hour capacity. And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so what is the watt-hour capacity
3: you're allowed to
2: ship, Doug? I
0: I think it's a 4,000, I think. But how's it labeled, like
2: 2.0 WHR? Uh, I'm not sure. I just – the only reason I know – I mean, we can you can find it out, and the other – The other thing I can tell you is carrying them on is that you don't put them in luggage. You don't put them in your case. You don't put anything that's going to go in the hold. Got to You you carry it on with you. You take it through. And a lot of guys have no issues going through TSA with it. Uh, Some have a few issues. Um, I know that, I mean, God forbid something happened on an airplane. I'm good friends with a captain trainer on American airlines and they have a very straightforward policy. You, you grab the unit that's smoking and you put it in the oven and shut the oven door on the airplane yeah. and that's where it sits. So, huh. you know, they're good for 800 degrees. So anyway, but still, um, yeah, I mean, you just, you just have to look up the TSA regulations for what's, what's allowed, but I, the the cleanest way to do it is to Looks just a like hundred watt hours per battery, hundred watt hours.
1: Yep. So if you take, uh, if my calculations are right, right. A five amp hour battery, that's uh nominal voltage of 22 point. That's slightly over the hundred watt hour for the rest of the folks. But when you got an eight S goofball, like myself, that's why I walk back. I've walked right on with six batteries and they've looked at them and they've been like, okay, Yeah. That's because, because I'm, they don't I'm know. not even, I'm not close. And that's where the single, Everybody going to the single stick packs and the bigger batteries, like, nope, nope, I could walk right on a plane and never have an issue.
2: And that's why I think 4,000,
0: uh, 4,000, right. 4,500, wouldn't it be, right. wouldn't that be the, yeah. So okay. 6S4500, you can theoretically walk on the airplane carrying, what, two of those? No, I
2: th- One. think you could carry multiples, can't you? It,
1: it depends like, on the airline. Certain airlines don't allow multiples. And I don't mm-hmm. recall what that is. I know like uh it was a while ago somebody asked uh Nick Maxwell how does he do it? And so I know there was some talk about it. He kind of went over that. Uh I don't recall what that was.
0: So yeah I just shoot mine. It's yeah, easy. Way,
2: way safer. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I can't tell I you so- the number of times that Somebody has shipped me batteries to my house, and I've thrown them in the trailer and driven to an event and had them when they get there. So, I mean, if it's an event I'm going to, I'm open to that. You can send them to me, and and I'll be happy to take them for you. But, uh, like yeah, a, was, shipping them is the right way to go.
1: looks like a 6S uh, 4500 would uh, be the maximum. That comes out to 99.9 watt hours. All right.
0: So then the next piece of that is if you ship them, you have to ship them ground. Yep. Yes. So you can't walk in, throw them in a box, and send them out two day UPS. You'll get yourself in trouble there too. You gotta set you gotta send them ground.
2: And you gotta have one of those nice little labels on the box. Yep. It says lithium batteries included.
0: Yep. So those are pretty easy things to deal with from a shipping standpoint. What about shipping a nitro? Gregor and I, we were like nitro fanatics. I've heard yeah. people say that when they ship uh, like a nitro in a golf case, they have a hard time getting those through because of the nitro. Gregor, you ever shipped a nitro or carried one on or flown with. A- one? In a-
3: Absolutely. And uh, they, I, I was told they don't allow them when I looked into it years ago. Now, mind you, this is, you know, the golden, golden era of Urcha. Right. So like, well, you know, basically it was a, 20, 2011, 2012, 13, four, you know, all the different years I was there. um, We, we, well, I wouldn't say all of them. We drove many of the time, but whenever I flew um, I would take and I would put a brand new fuel tank in the helicopter and that, and then I would rub it down. I would clean it with denatured alcohol and it looked like a quote unquote static model. Right. Uh So then before I would leave, I would take my fuel tank out. I would clean it. I mean, I would clean the snot out of it with denatured alcohol, make it look like it was brand new. I would throw the uh, the uh, clunk that I would use the uh, mother of all sucker. I would throw that away. And the fuel line that was in it, I would pop the grommet back in it, and I would put it all back together, clean it down, and ship it. So there was no residue visible, you know, um it was it was a again static model right and never had a problem with it but like i said it was it was all about preparation before and after you know Wor- worst case on
2: the way back you throw the tank away before you leave the fun yep. and, be- I, yep, so and
3: i've yep and i've done that 40 before. bucks
2: for tanks yeah
3: yep yep and i've done that before i've done yep. that several times you know just because i'm like you're you're exhausted right and you got a you got an early a.m flight sunday morning right and you're like I just stayed up till three in the morning with the with with everybody, and we flew. And my tank's going in the garbage, right? Rather than cleaning it, then I then all I have to do is just spray it down, take it apart, and we're good to go. You know, so that that's how I did it. You know, for for years, getting on an airplane. All
0: right. Yeah, I've and never, then it, I've never you know, flown with a nitro yet. So far, I've always yeah. found someone who's going that. Hauled by yeah. nitros or the nitro stayed home.
3: Yeah. And then the fuel trying to I've shipped fuel to AMA before. Um, I've shipped fuel to the hotels, you know. Um and and I never you thought wanna... about
1: the hotels. That yeah. makes that makes a lot of sense.
3: Yep. I've shipped batteries to hotels. Um, you just you want can... to get a lead on it because y- your stuff will show up late. If you go, okay, my packages will be here the day I arrive. You're You're gonna impose yourself, yeah. You know, get it there. You know, a few days. Get and call, contact the hotel, let them know that you're, you know, and they. And a lot of times they're like, okay, yeah, well, we have, you know, we have. You can ship them up to a week prior to your arrival, right? You know, and those. So, so call, talk, contact the hotels, you know, see what their policies are. And uh, Holiday and Expresses have always been great, you know, but you don't always get an express you know because you know depending on where you're going but they, they've always been great in shipping uh stuff there and then i promise you this your extra fuel you'll find somebody who wants it you know what i mean <laughs> oh you <I> just gotta <laughs> so, fly it out yeah yeah or fly it out yeah fly it out but yeah so that always works always works out very well so
0: okay so transmitters i just carry mine on in my case carried on it goes on as one of my um personal items on the airplane yep um but on the way to urcha uh this year we flew and i went through the security line first right mike weatherly went behind me my transmitter my v-control touch went through just fine and i'm standing there getting my shoes on and getting redressed as i look back and you start seeing the belt going back and forth with mike's in there and I'm thinking, uh-oh, they think something's going down. And that guy looks <laughs> over at me and says, "What is this?" Like, you know, I guess he figured mine kind of looks like his. He asked what it was. I go, "Oh, don't touch it! Don't touch it! Don't touch it!" Not kidding. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that a Mike mad dash. In But um, <laughs> what happened was, is Mike had some small, like 2s 850 lipos in there. And his had those little wires sticking off the side. You saw a little wire? So when the guy saw it come through, he saw a couple wires dangling inside that thing of the X ray. And he's like, What is this thing? And I think he figured, okay, I saw one go through, so he was asking me, and that's when we told him what it was. And he was more interested in RC helicopters than he realized when he realized it wasn't something that was dangerous. Yeah. But I guess I was- the thing is, is understand it. If you have loose wires in there, you know, like a, a lead for something or, a tr- uh, you know, like I, a lot of times I'll carry like the, um, uh, hobby wing programming box and I'll have like a 14 inch lead in there. So those wires will trip them up, you know, when they start yeah. looking through the x-ray machine down. I you always know-
1: take my transmitter case out of the, I carry a backpack as carry on. Right. And then I, I open the transmitter case. Um, and then I, so that way it's open. So when it goes through, they can see it. And that way, when they like, they're looking in there. And then I've always got waved, right? The easier it is. And I think, again, I'm going to refer back to Maxwell, where he sits there and says, don't call it a blade. They are not blades. They are propellers. They are toy propellers for toy helicopters. You you do the exact thing that you don't want to do. You want to dumb everything down. Absolutely none of this is harmful. It's all toys.
3: Right. Yeah. Static models, Static propellers, yeah, model. you know. You know, yep. we were going through a... Uh, we were going through the checkpoint at, at the uh, airport years ago in Detroit. And I remember Tim had a bag full of batteries and wires dangling off of these batteries. Right. And went right through like nothing. All of my stuff went through no problem. You know, Tim's batteries go through no problem. Tim had, I believe it was two laptops and that just drove them back. Crazy, they were like, What? Why do you have two laptops? What do you need? And they're pulling, they're checking his batteries, reading the battery labels on his laptops. And I'm like, You guys just let a nuclear reactor go through here in Tim Jones' batteries, but you're gonna lose your cookies over laptop batteries. And that he has two laptop batteries, you know, or two laptops, you know. And I thought that was interesting, you know. All right, so
0: you've got your transmitter you carried on. You've got your helicopter in a golf case. So I actually fit two 700s and a 420 in a golf case. Hard side golf case.
3: Well, I I think you're you're saying golf case now. I think it's real important to note, I bought my first golf case, and I was like, man, this is the perfect golf case. I was able to fit my 700s, my Goblin 500 and it. You know, no problem. Like, I fit parts and everything in there but it was over by like five or ten pounds and it was two inches too wide so to get my golf co- golf case on that plane i think it was like an extra two or three hundred dollars because of the two inches and it was ten pounds so overweight weigh it you know so yeah so weigh do f- find out what the what so the I've, limits are
0: i fly southwest which you get two care two check lugs Luggages, one can be a golf case and it's called oversize as long as it's not over 50 pounds. Uh-huh. So you can be, you can ship an extra large, like a KB. I forgot what the, the model number is, but you can go extra large, which are big, but those units, as long as you're not over 50 pounds, it'll go as checked luggage. And I
3: was 49
0: wow. pounds in this trip to Indiana.
3: Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely uh, check South the size. because that me
2: Southwest is kind of the exception though too. Right. Southwest Airlines, you know. Other others you you may not get by without paying a fee.
0: So that's where you just yeah. gotta understand what the rules are for that second yep. piece of luggage and how it ships. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's clothes. interesting is so Lee was it was a Mike or I think Mike Mike was with me. We're checking into Southwest and we're standing here in line as there's putting the tags on at the check-in down, you know, where you're checking your luggage in. And Mike, this is my golf case full of helicopter parts. She goes, um, golf case full of golf clubs, right?
3: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a golf clubs in there. You know.
3: <laughs> that's great. That's I great. see a lot
1: of people pack their golf cases with foam and stuff, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But it, it takes up extra room. Um, my helicopters tend to be clean, so I pack all my clothes for the event there around everything. Uh, now, if you got to take the stuff out, which I've had to do one time, that was kind of a pain to get it back in there and repack. Uh, but they were pretty careful when they took it out, and they were just double checking some stuff.
0: So, like when you were young, and your mom said, "Make sure you pack your pack your helicopter with clean underwear," right?
3: Yeah. Don't. Lock they actually your made the joke because there was
0: no
1: underwear in there, and uh, so that that was a the guy he eased up, and uh, they kind of made that joke. They're like, "I don't see any clean underwear in here." I'm like, "You don't see any underwear in there," and so that was a.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you you're lucky. If I tried that with my size, they'd open it up, they'd pull out a set of my whitey tidies, and go, (laughs) "Jesus (laughs) Christ, why are you bringing your sheets with you?" (laughs) Safety, Uh, safety, that's That's right.
3: (laughs) So so don't lock your golf case either. I can't remember if it was Ben Storick or I can't somebody we were we were traveling. They had locked their golf case, and they busted the locks on his golf case to go through it you want to make sure that they then it was all taped they took his belt and wrapped it around the outside of it and i mean it was it it was bad it was really bad so So, that's another thing they put
1: an extra lock on it or you just talk about because like my case is tsa Safe yeah keys. yeah so and if you, you got have a tsa T- yeah that's fine. another
3: one yeah so so they didn't at this time so yeah those are other things to look out for make sure you get tsa safe keys where they can open it up because if they can't they're gonna bust it open and they're gonna look at it and then they'll put tape or whatever they have a belt around it you know and, and they'll leave you a little note inside upset. your golf case yep but you know? they got in it yeah we
0: checked we checked your underwear and it was all clean
3: yeah, I'm gonna put some uh sexual toys in yours, Greg. If we ever travel <laughs> anywhere on a plane,
0: oh, you better check for that. Yeah. <laughs> his helicopter's vibrating. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm sure Ken will have a couple of spares with him, so you could just grab uh, one of his. Uh, that's nice.
0: great. All right, so you've got your helicopters packed up with foam or clothes in your golf case, you've sent your golf clubs through the aircraft, you've carried your batteries on with you, you got a transmitter with you. How do you handle when you get there charging? A lot of times you just bum charges off people, right? Yep. All right. Yeah. A lot of the times the
1: event coordinator they'll help you like, Oh yeah, we've totally got you set up. We've got this, we've got that. There's always somebody willing to do that kind of stuff if you just ask in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't, I mean, people are always accommodating. There's always, hey, we need this extra table. It 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 never fails, right? Right. There's always yeah. a couple of extra tables required. There's always a little bit of this. Somebody's always happy to do that.
3: Yeah. And bring you're charge gonna, leads. are going to make your friends leads. that way.
0: There's a good mm-hmm. one. So.
3: Yeah, charge leads.
0: People have a charger for you, but bring your charge leads. Even if you're using like an RC Pro Plus, sometimes people have red and black on the different bullets, right? So mm-hmm. bring a set of charge leads for yourself so that whatever you get there, you'll have some way of charging that'll match your batteries, right? Okay. Yep uh don't forget your charger for your transmitter
3: yep that's a good one
0: so that's another one to be thinking about bringing (laughs) what else we got to make sure you bring bug spray
1: but don't think it think about tools i don't know bug spray i kind of pick up when i get there
0: that's true that's one of those things you don't want to
1: right uh i think tools you got to be careful what is it seven inches is the maximum length if you're going the, the carry on that is a certain size, maybe in the golf case, you could uh, put some longer ones, but yeah, you gotta be careful with stuff. that.
2: Okay. Most right. of the guys I've seen use those. Um, they do Small a really actionable. good job of stuffing all kinds of stuff in one of those pro bags. Oh yeah. Those, oh yeah. They they're dual folding bags. And I've seen, I've seen guys that just, it's amazing the amount of tools they get in one of those and, and, You know, they pretty much got everything covered. You know, they got their basics covered. And beyond that, there's almost always somebody there that's got what you need. Ask me Mm -hmm. how I know. I mean, I can't (laughs) tell you how many I'm I, I really enjoy it because I have. I Meet no less than 10 or 12 people every fun fly that come meandering over to the trailer saying, Uh, do you have an arbor press? Uh, can you drill you me a, a hole? hole? Can you solder a, a soldering have a, have iron? Some holes for me. Oh, yeah. I was mounting <laughs> hobby wing speed controls. That's right. At <laughs> You're helping me out there. Uh, You're soldering up for me. Yep. Know? yep. So, anyway, I mean, there's almost always somebody that'll do that for you. They're you know, every everybody's happy to help. It's yeah. just, it's just an amazing part of the hobby. It's amazing how people are that way.
0: That's so awesome. So for everybody listening to this uh, podcast, just make sure you jump into the Ninja Strong, the fall heli Mode down. And if you can't attend, you can at least uh, sign up you, your cat, your dog, your wife, and your kids. And, uh, you know, bring Absolutely. it. Make a donation that way. It works out well.
3: Absolutely. Totally does. Yeah. You know, another thing while we're talking, so I know this has nothing to do with, uh, well, I mean, it could, you could get on an airplane, but I see a lot of people scrambling for lights uh, when the sun goes down at a fun fly, you know, so you can get these cheap magnetic lights for, I've seen you get a 10 pack for like, five bucks ten bucks on right. amazon and they're a little led light you just push the button or flip the switch and boom it, it offers a lot of light so those are really good to take with you at nighttime if you're you know because lo and behold it's going to get dark <laughs> those little and, headlight uh, lamps
0: that you strap yep. like a little over your forehead yeah they make them
2: that fit on the bill of your hat too if you oh. don't want to look quite so dorky you can get those yeah. too
3: <laughs> yeah, they blend in. They blend in a little better. But, but
2: in Gregor's case, the darkiness is there anyway. So. It ain't gonna help. It's just Not there. Luck.
3: It ain't oh, help. It. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Well,
2: excellent.
0: We're all ready and to I go to fun now.
2: Yep. The only other thing that we didn't mention that I would I would strongly suggest is just give the event coordinator or the club president or whoever just give them a call. Give them a call and say, well, how much power is available? And you know, in a in a 15 minute phone call, you'll have a really good feeling for what you're going to find at the at the field when you get there. And there'll be less you'll you'll travel with less stress because you'll know what you're getting into without just waiting. And it's just as simple as you always know who the event coordinator is. You always know who's coordinating it. And you just simply message them and say, Hey, can I give you a call? I wanna, I'm flying in and I wanna know what I can get there. Yes. I, always
1: yeah. I always do that uh, because I always do I do RV share quite often when I travel far distances, and uh, I like to be on site a lot of the times. And hey, I'm gonna have an RV dropped off. Is that cool? Do you mind? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be there. No problem. I'll I'll tell them exactly where to put it. And they're so accommodating. A lot of the times, they'll buy extra fuel ahead of time if you know they they need to. Um, they'll also, you can ship your packages to them. Quite often as well. I've done that a couple of times. All righty then. Well, it sounds like we've covered most of the basis. So if you would please consider, uh, even if you're not going to the fall heli Mowdown, Down, the Ninja Strong, then uh, consider signing up. Just put a little note in there and say, hey, I just want to do my part to contribute to the event. And if you can, make it. A uh, lot, lot of great people, a lot of awesome pilots and everything else. So uh, with that, I think it's about time to auto on out of here. Thank doug for being a guest on the show and
2: uh well thank you guys for having me and taking the time to do this i really appreciate it i know it was not in your normal schedule and i it just proves my point that when there's a need everybody's going to step up and so thank you guys for the opportunity it's been really fun
3: absolutely
2: all right everybody we'll catch you awesome. the next fun fly
3: awesome awesome thanks take care everyone